Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Well, hello and welcome to another episode of What is the Point? Bow, bow. My name is Jordan Deese and I'm joined, as always, by John Martz. Hello, everybody. And Heather Harmon. <laughs> What's up? Well, today on this lovely podcast day, we're going to be hitting the subject of friends. Not only friends. Oh. Best friends. Let me tell you about my best friend. Beautiful. And Jordan. Yes. Is your best friend in this room right now? Oh, maybe. <laughs> tell everybody. Uh, Chris is Dang it. <laughs> she's here to make sure that I don't tell any more embarrassing stories. <laughs> she's listened to the last few episodes and she's like, nope, he needs supervision. Uh, actually, she hasn't listened to probably any of them. Now she's going to go back and listen. <laughs> she's shaking her head. Yes, she's listened to them all, everybody. <laughs> she loves them. She downloads them all. Well, we're going to be hitting the subject of friends, but okay, we all realize that friendship is important. I, I don't think anybody would say that having friends is not important, right? But what we're going to hit it from the angle of is how to build friendships that are long lasting and that actually build you. We want to have friends that not only are in us in it with us in the day to day life, but we want to have friends that actually make a difference in our lives. So Martz, what kind of friends are we going to be talking about? What kind of friends are we looking for when we talk about this on this wow. podcast? First things first, just gotta make the joke. Great T V show. Okay. No. Just so everybody knows. Heather does not like it. She does not approve. It's not funny. I'm a big Chandler fan. Yeah. <laughs> Chandler Bing? Yeah. I, I make humor like it Great makes guy. me more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Great guy. I agree with that. Uh, so here's the deal. We, we've all got a couple different types of friends, hopefully. Um, you know, we've got, especially for Mel and I, you know, it, it, once you become a couple and then you start like, that's a whole nother uh, area to navigate with like Completely couple friendships. Okay. <laughs> but you've got the couple friendships where... Um, you invite them over to the house, but you know, you're not like super tight. So you like clean up the house real nice and you know, you hide everything that's, you know, I make sure Beckham's dressed. Uh, (laughs) we like, we, you know, we, we make food, we, we make sure that it tastes good. Like we have it ready at a certain time because we don't want any awkward silences or anything. You know what I mean? It's not bagel bites for dinner. No, absolutely not. Like you're kind of trying to impress a little bit. Okay. Uh, we've got this all together. (laughs) Yes. And then you've got the other type of friends where, you know, they don't knock. They just come on in and even if the food's burned, it's like, whatever, they still like me. Um, you know, you can be just wearing whatever, looking whatever, you don't yes. even care. Um, you're probably a little bit more real with them, okay, with your faults and your, uh, you know, your imperfections. Uh, but that's what we're kind of talking about today. Like, yes. how do you get from A to B? How do you get from like <laughs> a super, like, I've got to impress your relationship to right. a vulnerable, vulnerable relationship where... The two of you can be real and you can actually start building a, a real friendship. Yes. Well, now I'm concerned that he says that because Trent and I came over for dinner like <laughs> not that long ago. Hey, the was house perfect. was clean. Beckham was dressed. For, we first knocked. time is always like that. First time is always like that. Now you know. So now you I just guess, come on in. I guess it slowly goes friends. downhill from there. <laughs> well, I love that because uh, I'm a firm believer in growth happens through vulnerability. And so that 
what we want to do is in this podcast, be able to help people grow in everything in their life from friendships, relationships to their faith in Jesus, every area we want to help you grow. So this is going to be a helpful conversation around friends and how to build great friendships. So, uh, to kick this off, I think about this question a lot because I, I, I live in this world and I know so many young adults live in this world. Why is it so hard to build solid, great friendships when you're in your 20s and 30s? It's not like high school anymore. You're not just hanging out with your best friend and mm-hmm. whatever. It's really difficult. So why does it seem so difficult for us in our 20s and 30s to build great friendships? Yeah. Well, I think you hit it on the head when you said like, it's not high school where we're just with them all day, every day. I think a lot of our friendships, or at least for me, looking back, it was like, well, I think a lot of those friends were just my friends because of proximity (laughs) Um, and because we spent a lot of time together. But I think like in our 20s and our 30s, we're obviously most of us... um, <clears throat> in our careers. Uh, some of us are, you know, in college still trying to get our degree. And so I think that just practically, there's a lot of things that demand our attention on a daily basis. And so where do I even go to look for those friends in my twenties and thirties? Yeah. Like I'm not just with these people all day, every day, unless they're my coworkers, but, um, I like, where do I go to look for good friendships? Like, I think it's a weird phase of life where like I'm busy. I have a lot of things to do. I have a lot of responsibilities. But then when I don't, like, I don't even know where to look. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I think you're just going through so much during this time. You're blending so many different lives together. Yeah. Um, and you grow a ton during this phase, too. Yeah. Um, so that's what makes this so difficult. Like, you got your college friends. Mm-hmm. You got like your couples friends. You've got your friends that are more like mentors. You got your friends that are like in the next stages uh, of you. You've got like your high school friends. Those are all very different, like (laughs) from each other. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know. And then you've got even your new friends who probably know the least amount about you, but mm-hmm. probably in the long run might be the closest to <laughs> right. you now, now that you're kind of like, you know who you are type of deal. Um, and this isn't just like MySpace where you can put out your top eight oh and gosh. see what everybody else's top eight. And you're like, oh, where do I line up? You know, uh, which honestly, you kind of do this season because like some people get married and you're just like, okay, am I a groomsman in their wedding? Okay. Am I, I'm best man. Whoa. I didn't know we were that close. Okay. Like. That's a good point. Yes. That gotta is. Got to do a draft here for the bridal party. <laughs> yeah. If you end up yeah. seventh groomsman, you're like, okay. <laughs> you're like, I could have probably gone without paying $300 for this tux. But uh, yeah, if you're fr- uh, like number, I don't want to be number one. I don't unless yeah. they're my so number one being being number two groomsmen perfect is, it's that's perfect, perfect. It's, yeah. it's it's all the relationship with none of the pressure absolutely <laughs> that's awesome absolutely you get to have fun but you don't no pressure on like coming up with a speech yeah, yeah. all right yes so i think heather hit the nail on the head when she talked about uh proximity and i think growing up I think proximity is probably the number one way that we made friends it was just yeah. the people that were around us and i think once you get a little bit older, you start having to shift your mindset from, I can't just make friends with people in my proximity. Like I have to be able to grow myself and doing that, you have to have the friends around you to do it. Mm -hmm. So I, I tend to think of, it sounds weird and it sounds transactional, but you have to start thinking through your friendships with a purpose. Like you have to be able to think through your friends that you have and say, what is the purpose of this friendship? Even if it's just that you can be 100% kick back with them, that that's a purpose that you need in your life to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So when we think friendships in our 20s and 30s, we're trying to figure ourselves out so much that we don't always think through intentional relationships and intentional friendships. And that's when it's intentional, that's when you see growth. Mm-hmm. And so uh, 
as we think about this, so I I know you guys have probably heard the phrase, you show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're the product of your five closest <laughs> friends, right? So we, we've all heard the phrases. So it is important and it's true in a way, but I can probably look at you in your present now and tell you how, like I can sh- probably tell you about your five closest friends and how they are based on mm-hmm. your life right now, mm-hmm. because that's who's kind of shaped who you are now. It's shaping how you're going. So as you guys both think about, I don't know, your five closest friends, your three closest friends, who's ever in your like inner circle of friendship. Uh, how, how were those relationships formed for you guys? Was it more intentional? Was it more like proximity? How, how were those relationships formed and how did you guys do it? Yeah. Um, my best friend, um, she's actually my cousin, <laughs> which we forget that we're cousins and we just usually like, yeah, my friend Lexi. And then people are like, wait, isn't she your cousin? I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, she does show up to my family Christmas stuff, but, uh, so obviously that's a more, (laughs) that's a more natural friendship and obviously grew up together. So proximity, um, has something to do with that. My two best friends from college, um, they were actually my teammates. So I guess that's kind of, it was natural in the sense of like, we were in the same space pretty much 24 seven. Um, but the relationship was very intentional and building and maintaining it. And, now they live in separate states. One's in Texas, one's in Indiana, um, which is hard um, being in Missouri. And um, our friendship, I always say, was built on like shared experiences. Like there's something you go through when you go through things or experiences like being a college athlete, the only people who can really understand what that's like are the people who are going through it with you. What? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) I I was in band. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Super similar. Um, So I have a bond and a friendship with those two that like just people, most people won't be able to know me on a level that they do. Um, They've seen me through some highs and some lows. And so, and then honestly, the most intentional friendships I have were the friendships that I uh, found here at North Point and the point, because that was, it was an intentional decision for me to even show up. Yeah. And for me to even identify in my life, like, okay, graduating college, my two closest friends are leaving the state. Um, I was in a different transitional period than like my friends from home. This is when I first started pursuing a relationship with Christ. So it seemed like the best place to go find similar people uh, and friends were at church, but that was a hard decision to make. Like it was, it was intentional and, um, you know, getting myself here on a Tuesday night, showing up by myself. That's like a big deal. Like, yeah, I mean, it sounds silly, but it's a big deal. It's scary. Um, but now those are some of the strongest and best friendships I've had in my life. And I love that. And, and I'd say for season seasons of my life, (laughs) it was like that for sure. Um, I would say I, I kind of hate the phrase, like, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. (laughs) Show me the, some of your five greatest, like you're the average of your five greatest friends. Right. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't believe it. Show me the math. Oh. Show me the difference. I, I mean, my friendships are probably way different when I think about, you know, who were my groomsmen mm-hmm. and, you know, who uh, who play huge influences in my life. I wouldn't even say my best friends are the ones who hold the most weight or influence, mm-hmm. um, which is, I, you know, some of that is interesting. Like, I don't think my boss who I, you know, and I know some of this is different just based on the culture that you're in yeah, or 100%. the, you know, the profession that you're in. I definitely look up to Pastor Jeremy. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're more weight mm-hmm. probably holds more weight than my best friend who yeah. knows me probably way better. Yeah. Um, so that, and that's difficult and tough, but I mean, I definitely say my friends are pretty skewed there, but I think the question was like, were they intentionally pursued or, or naturally, naturally, formed? Formed. naturally formed? Okay. Um, I'd say yes. 
uh, both. So, yes. I, uh, you know, some were natural. I could think of one couple, Mel and I kind of spotted out and we're just like, I think we want to be friends with them. How weird is that? But that's just like the truth. So then like, we're just like, hey, we've heard of you. And they're like, we've heard of you guys. And we're like, let's hang out sometime. And now they're like, well, probably one of our best couple friends. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. And then when I, I literally had to sit down and think through my friends yeah. when when you said hey we're talking about friends <laughs> to this week I'm like who are my friends okay I gotta go um, find some friends yeah I know <laughs> no but I, I was like looking through that I'm like dude they are so insanely different yeah. you know from my best friend who's really a high school friend who I, you know I'm like love him to death wouldn't say he's taking steps toward Christ now yeah. you know I've got uh, a hip hop artist who I manage who I'm like I love who I'd say is extremely spiritual but it's me he's talking not about me. <laughs> it's JD JD <laughs> Uh, that's why I did the bam, bam. that's DJ sorry that's DJ JD uh, so it, you know and then and then I think through like one of my big mentors who is a counselor here in town um, who is really a life coach to me who I'm like man I'd call him a friend we talk every single week yeah, that's um, and I'm like he's not somebody who attends church regularly or whatever and then I've got my college friends who are very similar to me who are in very similar stages of life who um you know went through the same schooling and are probably most like me yeah um so i, I don't know i just I, I don't believe it when people say that stuff yeah i think for me thinking through this of how how did i get the friends that are close around me and it's going to sound weird but <laughs> here's kind of the philosophy i have it i have tortoise friends and i have hair friends so i like it okay here's i'll explain to you the tortoise so a tortoise can only make progress if it sticks its neck out mm. so out of its shell it's only going to move forward if it's, its neck gets stuck out so for me tortoise friends are ones that i have intentionally observed and said i want to be able to uh, form a relationship with them. I have to be the one that like reaches yeah. out to them. I yep. have to be the one that says, Hey, let's go get coffee. I have to be the one that says, Hey, let's hang out. I want to be able to reach out to them. I have to stick my neck out and be vulnerable in order to forge that relationship. So you're always going to have relationships that you're going to have to stretch for if you think that they are important to you. Yeah. And then I have friends that are hair friends. So hair friends are, I'm running at a certain pace in a certain direction. I have a calling on my life. I have a purpose on my life and I'm running. And as I'm running, I can look around me and see other people that are running in the same direction. And I would turn to them and I'm like, oh, this person has similar values. This person has similar stuff that I want mm -hmm. that that looks like me. So now I want to be able to run with them. So I have people that will, I will intentionally reach out to for a relationship. And then I have some that are just naturally running with me in the same direction. And I want to be friends with them. So you can, it can help to think through, okay, who are the people that have this, those common values with me that I can run with and who are the people that I want to intentionally grow to be like, because then you can have those intentional conversations. I, oh man, I love that. What, and you mentioned value a couple times. Yeah. Um, like what are some of those values that you're looking for whenever you, yeah. So uh, this one, I think in terms of, uh, again, this is just thinking through my current friends and how I got them. And then I'm going to intentionally use this in the future. So I'm learning this along the way. So for me, I think of it like, like I'm playing catch with somebody like that. I, I love to be able to hang out. I'm a sports guy. So I think in terms of those things. So in terms of values in my friendships, I think of playing catch with somebody. So uh, number one, it's somebody that I can throw my fastball with. So it's somebody that it's somebody that <laughs> like the, the, walls, the walls immediately come down that I'm comfortable with yeah. and that I can be who I am around them. I can give what I have and what I've got. I don't have to hold back anything. I can throw my fastball to them. Bring it. And then the second one is that 
that they've, they're a person. So, okay, now I throw it to them. Now they catch it. So it's people that have caught a vision for their life. Mm. So they're, there's somebody that's chasing after something. Cause that's what I love to hear. I love to hear people's dreams and goals and aspirations and vision for their life because that inspires me. I don't care if it's something completely different than me. Like they want to pursue uh, business or being a doctor or whatever. It's something completely different mm-hmm. that catching a vision for somebody's life, it, it brings me inspiration because I love that about Absolutely. people. So they have to, I have to be able to throw my fastball. They have to have caught a vision for their life and, ha- and be going in a direction. And then the way we play catch is that we give value back and forth. So it's not just a one-sided relationship. It's not just them like pouring and investing into me and I have nothing to offer them because then that, that's not a friendship. That's more like they're, they're my mentor or, or something like that. But if there's a shared value exchange where uh, I can be just as much of an addition to their life as they are to me, then we're playing catch back and forth. And then you take all of those. Those are values that kind of help form a friendship. But friendships aren't just formed by common values or values that you share. So Friendship might be sparked by those things, but friendship Mm. is ultimately forged over a period of time. So you take those values and then if you can be consistent with those values over months and years with me, then that's how those close intentional relationships form. And that's kind of how I form my friends. And that's how I want to be able to form my friends going forward in the future. Yeah. And I I mean, I think they're important. Um, So that's why I love that you kind of gave some of that premise for those values because I'm like, my best friend's they have to have values. Right. So it's like, I can't be like, man, I'm really best friends with this guy who does not value the sanctity of marriage. Right. I'm yeah. like, oh, the, like we just wouldn't have, like, I just, I, I probably wouldn't be able to relate because right. yeah. I'm like, yo, I want such a great relationship with my wife. Like that's huge on my priority list. Um, I want a great relationship with God. Yeah. So one that like doesn't believe in a God or um, like that would just be, it would be tough. I'm not saying like we couldn't be best friends, but I think that we'd be missing out on something that would actually take us deep. And so I don't know if they'd be my best friend. I don't Mm -hmm. know if they'd be my top, maybe they would be in my top five, you know? Um, But that doesn't mean that they think exactly like me. Right. Um, Because like I said, some are more spiritual and probably not on the same plane that I am. Some are like, I church detests me, Mm. but like god and jesus are the most beautiful thing i've ever seen and how can i be more like that and i'm just like whoa okay now you're challenged you're really challenging my thoughts yeah and so and i love that um so kind of what you're saying you're like there are still values but they don't actually have to look exactly like you Mm -hmm. and sometimes that's going to take intentionality to be able to keep that going i I love that love that heather do you have any values that you look for (laughs) in friends um, I mean, I, I would echo both of those things for sure. I think, and in, in, in not in a selfish way, but like we all have goals and there's a life that we want to live and a person that we want to become. And we cannot be surrounded largely by people who don't encourage that, don't call that out in you and yeah. don't hold you accountable to certain things. Um, but it's also like, it would, it's a scary thought to think that I would only be friends with somebody who thinks like me, looks yeah. like me, acts like me, does all of the same things like I do. Cause how do we ever grow? Like if we can't see a new perspective, um, and then also practically, like I, I, I think I'm a practical person. Like this is how I think through things. Um, and I think like as a 20 something and, and people in this stage of life, like 
a thing about friendships that is hard is sometimes there are certain people who like demand your attention as a friend all the time. And I think we just need to be more practical about how we approach a friendship like that. Because here's the thing, like we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of things that demand our attention and our time. The last thing we need is a friend or a person who is constantly like, Hey man, I texted you yesterday and you didn't respond or you must hate me because we haven't hung out in like two weeks. Like you need, maybe these aren't values, but characteristics somebody you need friends in your life who are reasonable flexible <laughs> realistic yes. and independent I'm I don't hate passionate. you now but I might <laughs> yes like I'm passionate about that because in order for you to become the person you want to become like those friends have to have those characteristics and understand that yes I want to help call that out in you and hold you accountable to those things but you know, I also want to be realistic in that, you know, we can't talk 24 seven part of like my friends in two different states. Like we talk almost uh, like every other day, every couple of days, but there's this common knowledge and agreement of like, we're in three different states. Like right. we all have jobs. One of them has a kid. Like there's just, we can't be talking to each other 24 seven. This isn't high school. Like I cannot talk to you 24 seven. And I think that's, I think that's really important. And I don't think that could be any more different from guys and girls. Cause I talked to my best friend. <laughs> Once a month, two months. That's awesome. But then I'm like, we may hang out for like four days in a row right. and yeah. just like 24 seven each other, you know? Um, so Which is fine in just certain different. seasons. Yeah. Like there's seasons where, yes, I can talk to you every day. I can hang out with you every day, but don't get mad at me when I've communicated yeah, to you that absolutely. I am in a season absolutely. where I can't do that. We just, nobody has time for that. It, it sounds taboo. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. that. <laughs> it sounds it sounds taboo to think of relationships as transactional. Yeah. But but yeah. really it is transactional. Like yeah. it has to be. You yeah. have in order to grow, in order for other people to grow, yeah. there has to be an exchange of 100%. value for it to be worth the relationship. Your time is valuable. No matter what you're doing, no matter what you think, your time is valuable. And to be able to share that time with people around you, you have to have a return on that investment that you make on people. So relationships are transactional and you have to be able to think that way, even though it sounds weird, it sounds bad (laughs) in order to grow. And let me, let me clear this up. So we're not always just talking that they have the same values, morals as you. We're talking like there's value in the relationship just so you just so that's clear because that just cleared up in my head so (laughs) i've been wrestling with this question and i want to be able to get multiple perspectives because i don't think there is one right answer for this totally (laughs) so as i think through friends and as i think through building close friends what do you guys think what's your opinion on can you have somebody that's not a christian that doesn't share those same type of christian values as you be in your inner circle of friends, be as close to you as, as we're talking about, we want friends to get to that level. What do you guys think about having those type of people in your circle? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to take it? I think we can both take it. I would like you to take it first. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it first. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is, we got prep with this question beforehand. So yeah, yeah. we, we got a little bit of time to, uh, to, you know, mold it over in our heads. And here's something I believe strongly uh, the message of our relationship should mirror the message of scripture. Yep. Yeah. So uh, when I think about the message of scripture, it's crazy. It's messy. It's scandalous. <laughs> like instead of trying to get things from people, Jesus gave everything mm-hmm. uh, right. that he could yeah. to people. And so um, 
Like I think about Jesus's best friends, probably his 12 disciples. I mean, we're, we're talking about very different people here. We're yep. talking about tax collectors to fishermen, to zealots, to thieves. Like it doesn't get more eclectic and messy than that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it even says in, in John 15, this is a great reference point um, when it kind of comes to this, because it doesn't hit anything on the friends that you should have. Mm-hmm. It always hits on how you yep. should be treating yeah people yes um and it's it's john 15 it says uh my commandment to you is this love others if i've loved you okay there's no greater way to love than to give your life for your friends and that that has nothing to do with how others are treating you or anything like that it has everything to do with you and i I mean i I could probably preach a whole message about this and maybe one day i will um But I do think about, I, you know, I had somebody uh, who challenged me in this right before kind of all this COVID stuff hit, hit off. Yeah. Uh, and he kind of challenged the, the five friends type of deal. Right. And um, man, it, like this rocked me and this had me like do some research and stuff. And so there's this parable of the great, what, of the, uh, what is it? Of like the, the wedding banquet in Luke. Yep. You heard about this? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we probably heard about, about it from this. the same source here. Um, but I mean, this like challenged me like crazy. And so it's this, uh, Jesus is telling this parable and Luke about this wedding banquet and they're like okay um, you know they're asking people to come to their wedding and one of them's like I just you know I just bought a a piece of land I need to go check out on it and one's like ah so and so died I need to go to their their funeral and it's like okay like well we need to fill up this wedding so let's go get some people so they go and they get people and then like the wedding party comes back in they're just like where where is everybody and they're just like well this is who we found and then the guy's like you didn't go far enough so you go to the go to the outskirts, go to the edges, go to the the, the like basically that's the outcast, that's yep. the people that aren't accepted the in society, lives. the low lives, the people yeah. that yeah you wouldn't be like we're on the same level as them type of deal, mm-hmm. um, because he, here's the the premise of this: if you have spots at your table, if you have friendships that are open, mm-hmm. and you're just like yeah I just haven't found the right way like yeah. right ones, you haven't gone far enough. You're looking for people like you. Mm -hmm. You're looking for people that are, you know, match you exactly. Well, we both played collegiate basketball. Well, we both, you Mm -hmm. know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you just haven't gone far enough. You haven't gone to the people that don't look like you or act like you or think like you. Like go further um, and fill up that table because you don't want empty seats at that table. And so um, that really challenged me. Um, you know, not necessarily just to define the friendships that I have, yeah. but to also think like, man, who are those people that I've been neglecting? Cause I'm like, well, we're not, yep. we're not on the same stage or same age or, you know, I, I, I think we might be on different levels. Like how pompous is it for yeah. me to say right. something like yeah. that? But that was a very challenging thing there. That's really good. I mean, you, like you said, you don't want those seats empty, but I think also, and you kind of touched on this, you don't want those seats filled with everybody who looks like you and this this question of like are you allowed to have friends who aren't christians like i would be scared if i didn't like i don't our purpose one of our big main purposes as christians is to like live become more like jesus every single day and jesus did not hang out with a bunch of saints (laughs) like he didn't and how are we going to pack up heaven if we only hang out with people who we go to church preach preach (laughs) if we only hang out with people who already believe like it's just that is that's a scary thought i don't ever want to be a person who only hangs out with people because they believe the exact same things i do how will i ever get a new perspective how will i ever be able to step outside of myself when all i see and hear around me is what i already know and believe I think the way I, I like to think about it is the the tighter and more 
uh, vulnerable I am with my circle, the mm-hmm. farther that they can push me out to those outer rims to be able to bring people in. Yeah. And I am a firm believer, not only in the influence that uh, I can have on people, but also the influence of uh, Jesus and the Holy Spirit living inside of me, that as I am pushed out farther to draw more people in, I believe the Holy Spirit ends up impacting those lives based on the integrity and character of the way I can live my life. So Mm -hmm. as long as my core group of friends can stay strong and I can be real and vulnerable with them, it pushes you to new levels of vulnerability. Jesus was just as vulnerable with uh, Peter and John and the guys in his inner circle as he was with Judas, who he knew was going to betray him. He Mm. was just as vulnerable to the people that he knew would turn their backs on him as he was with the guys that he knew were with them to the end. And so as long as I can keep my circle tight and I have a safe place to be able to go and bounce things off of and be a real friend with, those people can push me beyond myself into areas where I'm less comfortable and I can make more of an impact. So this is this has been so helpful in me just thinking about friends. It's been so helpful with you guys. So there are probably some people now listening to this podcast mm-hmm. that would say, I might not have the right group of friends around me to get to the places that I feel like I want to go. God has called me to go. Would you guys ever consider, have you guys ever had to like cut off a friendship? Have you ever had to set up new boundaries in a friendship? Mm-hmm. What does it look like if somebody is listening right now and thinking, I don't, I don't have the right group of friends to get me to where I want to go. Yeah. What advice would you give them? Yeah, that's good and super practical. I think, yes, obviously I've had to, I think we all have at some point had to cut ties or, you know, whatever you, terminology you want to give that. But for me, it was when I was, I think the foundational reason of why we cut ties with people is, okay, this friendship, this environment no longer supports the life I want to create, no longer supports the person who I want to become. And so for me, it was more of like cutting out those hangups and those habits and those hurts. Yeah. And once I cut those things out of my life, the people just kind of fell with it. You know, it was like uh, for me specifically, like drinking and partying, like I knew this is no longer (laughs) going to serve me or anybody around me. And I I have to step out of these environments. And when I stepped out of those environments, what I realized was like, I was only friends with those people in that environment, you know, and they didn't reach out to me because they knew I wasn't partying anymore. And I didn't reach out to them because I don't know how to talk to them sober. And so we just naturally, we just naturally cut ties. Um, and I think that's a, that's a huge thing is like what environments, um, are no longer serving me. Let me cut out that environment. And I honestly think a lot of it will naturally cut itself, cut itself off. But I think also to be practical, if they're, if it's less about an environment and more about a person, um, I think we just have to be really, really honest with that person. Yep. Like it's, you're going to save so much time and so much heartache if you just come to that person and, and maybe it's not forever. Maybe it's just in this season, I have to step away from this relationship. Here's why. Tell them why. We talked about this last week. Own your part. You might have a part in that and say, listen, I I, I own and I understand that I had a part to play in this and I'll own that. Uh, but here are my boundaries. Please respect them. And remember, when you, when you set boundaries, the people who get upset with you for setting boundaries are the people who benefited from you never having them in the first place. That's really good. Dang. So, so don't feel bad for it. You know, I mean, be kind, approach the conversation with grace, but here are my boundaries. Please respect them. That's great. I mean, really, really good. Go, go back and re-listen to that. Uh, That'll be helpful. And I think we're going to say similar things. Um, Just probably my friendship. I grew up on the other side of the track. 
you know um, oh my gosh and the so, city the suburbs John had a Jesus chain and so uh, you know I, I do realize most of the the friendships that I cut off were very trivial yeah. um, and so here's what I know yes I love the question because yes um, I think that you do need to set boundaries I think that there is a time to cut people off but here's what I also think like that's the easy thing to do right like I also like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's easy to it's easier to set boundaries and cut somebody off and, and I'm not saying that's wrong but uh, once you get married like you quickly realize that um, they're not always the problem uh, and mm. sometimes it's you you know like what Heather was saying you gotta own <laughs> you gotta own your part and I know like until I was married I never had to like really go through tough stuff with someone who doesn't see a hundred percent eye to eye with me. Cause yeah. I could just be like, whatever, yeah. like later, you know? Um, and, and this is kind of one of the things that I realized. Um, and it's, it, if you don't know how to fight for them, you'll end up fighting with them. Yep. And so just shifting that mindset of being like, okay, have I fought for this yet? Yeah. Or right. am I just fighting? Like, am I just fighting with them? Cause we don't see eye to eye and okay. Bye Felicia. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm like, there, there is something to be said when you fight for a relationship. And um, I've seen so many, so many of my, my best relationships were not smooth sailing. Right. Mm. Um, we either started off not liking each other or had different perceptions of each other, or we went through something together that man we really had to like hash it out and get like eventually understand each other and that's where last episode conflict yes. is going to come in handy because yes. I'm like <laughs> approaching that conflict healthy will save some relationships yes. and make them so much stronger and so um, just think that through that um, and uh, yeah that's all I got yeah have the have the DTR <laughs> oh my Con- gosh conversation define the <laughs> relationship it. Because I believe that clarity is always worth fighting for. Yeah. Every time. Whatever it is in a relationship, whatever is in a friendship, always if you can fight for clarity in what this is, like what the purpose of this friendship is, what we're growing together for, if you have clarity on that, it the end result will take care of itself. Yeah. As long as you can help define that together so this has been super helpful for me has it been helpful for you guys i think so yeah no i'm just kidding <laughs> john already had hey, enough friends hey so helpful and if you're looking for a great environment yes to find some new best friends oh my God. tell you about my best I, Jordan. I can't listen to, i can't wait to listen to this on time and a half and hear you sing can that you guys, it's gonna go so quick can you guys and, fix my voice yeah i'll auto tune it don't worry. <laughs> uh, but if you're looking for some good friends uh, seriously a great 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 environment is here at North Point or here at really any local church yes. that you're around. If you're not listening to this in Springfield, um, obviously biased. I think we got some of the best people here, <laughs> we do. especially at uh, the point. So on uh, July 21st, we'll be kicking that back off whoop, whoop. and have several opportunities for you to not just come and go, you know, not just show up five minutes late and leave five minutes early and not meet anybody. Um, this young adult community is designed so yeah. that you actually meet people and get a shot at having a relationship with some of them. I'm not talking about dating relationship, okay? <laughs> Although that'll happen. Um, be, be if like you want to be set up, let me know. Be like but, a tortoise and stick your neck out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here we go. Come or just point. ask John. Here we go. July 21st. Let's go. That'll be a great time. Yes, it's going to be a great time. So uh, thanks for listening to another episode of What is the Point? We'll be back next week with another fire. <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, see you guys. See you guys. Time.